Member-supported Jazz 90.1 proudly welcomes you to America's longest-running computer show, Soundbites. Call the show now at 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415 or soundbites.org. Now, alongside Steve Ray and Dave Enright, here's Nick Francesco <laughs> on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the chips in PC. It is Saturday, the 13th day of 2024. And you, <laughs> you lucky people, you're listening to Sound Bites. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Henry. And I'm Steve Ray. And in five minutes after the hour, we're going to be bringing you news, views, things to choose, nothing to lose. Kick off your shoes. Don't get the blues. Have you paid your dues? Here what comes the news. Uh, WordPad, the free word processor included with Windows, is to be discontinued soon. In a blog post about the next preview build of the Windows 11 operating system, Microsoft snuck in the news under changes and improvements after announcing new features. Starting with the next build, the WordPad and People apps will no longer be installed after doing a clean install of the OS. In a future build, WordPad will be removed on upgrade. So, haha, WordPad will not be reinstallable. WordPad is a deprecated Windows feature. WordPad doesn't seem to be well-liked software, neither minimalist like Notepad nor fully featured like Word, but this is quite the ignominious send-off for a 28-year-old app. However, there are some who are speculating that, Word pre- that WordPad is getting the X because it's too good. That is to say, it's good enough that many people can use it as their day-to-day word processor and have no need to buy Microsoft Office to get Word. This is good for people but bad for Microsoft. Of course, those people who want a great, lightweight, simple-to-use word processor with a lot of features can always use a free product like Abbey Word. And those who want a full-featured free word processor with an entire Office suite can always use OpenOffice, but Microsoft would rather you didn't know that. So our poll of the week at soundbites.org, that's bytes with a Y, Francis would like us to remind you, is Microsoft is killing WordPad. Your choices are Oh, no, I love WordPad. Oh, that's too bad. WordPad's still around? Huh. Word what now? And Windows? Meh. So far, we have 67 votes, and, uh, oh, no, I love WordPad is ahead of Windows? Meh. Uh, and, of course, you can vote in the in the poll. It's very simple. Just head on over to soundbites.org. That is bytes with a Y, Francis would like us to remind you. Um, and you can vote in that poll. You can also, of course, if you've got a question, a comment, a suggestion, additions or deletions to the minutes, you can give us a call here, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free, 800-790-0415. Just another simple program <clears throat> that was useful, not taking up much code on their end because it's not like it did... You know, super spell checking and all this other stuff. It was just a quick little, oh, I want to jot something down quickly to have there so I could reference it otherwise. But, That's it's, a, but it's truly a full-featured word processor. So you could write a book in it. You could write, you know, a proposal in it. You could write whatever you wanted in it without having to buy Word. That's the sticking point for Microsoft. But, you know, I've been I've used Abbey Word for 100 years, A-B-I-W-O-R-D, Abbey Word. And uh, it hasn't been updated in several years, but that's because there just aren't any additional features they want to add to it. 
they fix you know there have been bug fixes but not up updates that all it does is word processing you know it's it's a WYSIWYG word processor you get you know, bolding and headlines and insert pictures and you get everything but you you know you don't and and it does um it does its own format it does word documents it does open office documents it does rich text format it does epub i i know people who've written ebooks using <laughs> using abby word um and if you want something more full featured open office absolutely free office suite um, and and all those are available for pretty much every operating system. So uh, it's not like well, I don't want to have to go to window to to Linux just to run Abby Word. Well, you can run it on Windows. You can run it on a Mac. You can run it on whatever whatever you've got. One of my first thoughts was how many people even know WordPad is there? Notepad maybe. Right. Right. Not WordPad. Right. That's the other part of it. Microsoft has never really pushed it. Yeah. Again, mainly because they don't want you using it uh so it's going away and uh, and those of you who loved it uh, yeah no you you triggered one of the special effects built into ventura or to, into sonoma with your finger gesture a minute ago which finger gesture was that uh it's, uh, is it dual thumbs up i forget which one it was but the a, th- a thumbs up jumped in front of the camera how did i do that through here yeah through my camera now I got to look up what those gestures are. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll uh, start doing yeah. gestures. There's there's thumbs up. There's um, there's a, a fireworks effect. Usually, usually we're hearing from people who don't know they're there, and how do I turn them off? You're right. Uh, before we get to the phones, we should mention that today is Public Radio Broadcasting Day. That's right. Today is Public Radio Broadcasting Day. And for those of you who have not become members of Jazz 90.1 or who would like to become extra members of Jazz 90.1, just head on over to jazz901.org and click the Donate Now button. It'll take less than a couple of minutes. Is it working? So that gives you balloons. Balloons? Okay. I wonder, if is that showing up on the... Put, it pushed it to YouTube, yeah. Oh, nice. All right, uh, so here we are. We're uh, it's uh, it's public relations. No, public relations. Public <laughs> radio broadcasting day. So if you are uh, if you are interested in supporting public radio, today's the day to do it. In the meantime, while you're doing that, we'll talk to Rich from Arundelquoit, New York. What's up, Rich? Happy Saturday, gentlemen. And the same to you. What's up? Um, just a quick question. I'm not sure if I've asked this before or not, but you guys recommend going to Linux and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, I personally use uh, Chrome Flex a lot. I love it. Um, My question, though, is what in any of these operating systems, what do I have to be worried about for antivirus or any of that other kind of virus type stuff? Okay, let me let me preface this by saying there is no operating system that is absolutely immune to viruses. But virus is, of course, not the only problem. It's malware in general. So let me talk about malware. Uh, Linux is as prone to malware as anything else, but it is a much smaller target than anything else. Uh, They will go after servers big time. But home machines, there are so few of them that they don't spend a lot of time on them. 
Okay. Chrome OS Flex is essentially Chrome OS. So while you could accidentally or, you know, by click, well, you do it on purpose. You click on a link you shouldn't um, get some sort of problem on your system. When you reboot, that problem goes away. So as long as, you know, if you've got, you know, uh, we've had this happen to me here. Uh, I was running my Chromebook one day and I got a giant thing that said your Windows system is infected. Click Mm -hmm. here. I just rebooted my machine and the problem, of course, went away. Yeah, most of those threats these days are coming from malicious ads injected into websites, legitimate websites. We used used to say, you know, stay off the, the CD dark alley websites and you're okay, but not anymore. We almost have to um, uh, uh, congratulate the first bad guy that realized he could he could buy an ad on a legitimate website too. Right. <laughs> well, so the, the 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 bottom line is uh, Linux there and there are antivirus programs for Linux. Clam AV is very good. It works great on Linux, um, uh, and and it's it's fine. Uh, I it's what I use myself. And uh, as far as the Chrome OS Flex goes. It's as it's as secure as Chrome OS itself. So um, in either case, I would be diligent but not worried. So in other words, the, the the antivirus protection is me, myself, and I. That's the that's the first tier. Yeah. Yeah, but but the thing that is though, I'm nowadays nowadays I'm more you know I've got all three on my machine. I've got a, a virus protection. Spyware protection and adware. So you know I'm covered because both um, super anti spyware and um, malware bytes don't you know each do their own thing. Viruses are still there. They're you know, but they're not as prevalent <clears throat> nowadays as people out there trying to steal your information. That's how they make money nowadays, mm-hmm. right? And well, but and like I said, but you need all three. You need you need help, and and Clam AV will give you that on Linux. Chrome OS needs less because it you can't get into the operating system itself. Yep. But in terms of um, diligence, you need to be just as diligent on Windows, even with all the stuff Dave runs, as you do on Linux and Chrome and Mac. Yep. So um, there's no real difference in terms of um, uh, your need to be diligent but it's no worse Mm -hmm. on linux or chrome os flex than it is on windows or mac we had a customer tell us um uh, his company got hit with a malicious um phishing attack a couple Mm -hmm. of days ago and uh despite all the training they give in their company two people clicked the links and followed them down to the end and he said he found it especially ironic because when they do testing of malicious phishing attacks uh no one clicks on the link but the real phishing attack, they clicked on it. Yeah. So, so their tests aren't quite good enough yet. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. I'm glad I asked the question. It gave me a very good answer and, and just a direction to go in to, to think every day about a little bit. Yep. 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 So. You got to be diligent. It, it In the end, no matter what operating system you use, no matter what additional software you run, it's on you. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, it's become you can't believe any message that shows on your screen, right? Because it could be a fake virus warning that claiming you have a virus. You call the phone number, they steal your money, steal your identity. 
What I do is... I have, I have those tests at work, too. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I get any one of those messages from anywhere, the first thing I do is self-test. So yeah. uh, if I get a, a, a message on my machine that says you've got a virus... I go run ClamAV by hand. Yep. Mm-hmm. What did it find? Oh, nothing. Okay, it's a fake message. Um, uh, uh, I was I put, put a note on, on uh, Facebook uh, yesterday that six times yesterday I won something from Lowe's. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, no. I saw a good one. Uh, this one YouTube thing that I, I follow, they're called Scam Busters. Yeah. And this one lady had contacted him. Because she had just gotten off the phone with these guys, and they got her for $9,000. So, him and his team wow. were able to call the place up and play him along. He got into their computer, downloaded all their stuff off their computers, because there was two of them, got it down, and then he raced their machines. And he had them going for over two and a half hours. Nice. Well, he's you know he's sitting there egging them on. Egging them on. He was into the machines. This, him and his partner got in there, downloaded all this stuff, wiped it out. Luckily, the ladies uh, he was happy to report the ladies' account never finally got hit. Nice mm-hmm. for the nine thousand dollars. The, the, well, the, the danger. Well, the, the problem with that is that's that's technically illegal. You cannot break into anyone's right. computer, even if they're a bad guy. And so there's actually been problems with researchers trying to uh, research viruses and come up with antivirus you know, techniques. I got fake messages all day yesterday from uh, the, the post office mm. um, that the package was a problem, <clears throat> incorrect address, yada, yada. Of course, the issue is I was expecting a package. So what I did is I logged on to when you when you have a package coming you get a tracking notice. Yeah. I clicked on the link for the tracking notice and it said my package was ready for delivery and it was coming to my house. Mm-hmm. So how could it be both? They couldn't deliver it and it was in the truck to be delivered. Yeah. So I knew that the message was fake. But you got to be <laughs> you got to do your due diligence. Never click on a link in one of those messages or whatever. Do your independent research before you click on the link. I get I get those all the time. You've overdrawn your bank. Uh, either A, I don't have an account at that bank, or B, I log into my actual bank and look at my account. Well, I had one issue. <clears throat> As you know, I love Revo Uninstaller. Sure. And I had the version that would download onto my computer. Well, I didn't realize it, and it was set for auto-renew. Oh, yeah. So I called him up and I said, no, 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 I don't want that. I says, I've already got a two-year subscription to the version that goes on this jump drive. Oh, okay, no problem. We'll refund your money. It was only like 15 bucks. You're right. Fifteen ninety-eight. Okay, thank you very much. Didn't I yesterday get two notices proclaiming that they were this company and I was going to be charged for the software again? Yeah. So I go to, you know, I just go to my PayPal account and it's not delete. So I called them and let them know, you know, thanks for resolving this for me. And oh, no, we like, we're glad that you got. And I told them how we even mentioned it here on the show, said thank you very much. And I said, 
But, you know, you got some scammers out there that are trying to uh, fake it. He goes, uh, we'll have our team look into it. Nice. Uh, thank you. Wow. I, I know what you guys are talking about. I've gotten a couple from uh, Norton that have looked yep. like Norton renewals, yep. but definitely are not. Yep, yep, you know, yep. Like you guys say, looking at the uh, URL and things like that, it it definitely doesn't. It's better like, to type you know. it in yourself than to click on a link. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take that much more time to just go to another page, type in Norton, it'll, you know, it'll take it, show you the Norton website, you can go to there and actually, you know, or better yet, call somebody. Yep. Or get into my account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, I appreciate it. Thank you, uh Stay out of the wind today so that you don't get blown away and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, happy weekend. You too. Thank Thanks, you. Rich. Take care. Stay safe. Yeah, I, uh, if you're driving a, a high-sided light vehicle like I do, it's it's an adventure. Yeah. It's an adventure out there today. I'll say that much for it. Yeah, one of the things you should do today before you do anything else any place that you have a subscription, make sure you have bookmarked the, the legit page to that company. Also, bookmark the legit pages to your bank and whatever, wherever else you keep money, PayPal, Venmo, wherever. And then if you get one of these messages, don't click on the link. Go to the bookmark you've saved and, and check it out there. Because, like I said, even when I get um, even when I get the the uh, a notice that purports to be from my real bank, I don't click on the link. I click on my bookmark. Yeah. And and check to see is there a message from them? No. I get, I'm I'm now getting them from Social Security. Apparently, they know I'm old. Fake ones from Social Security. Well, yep. I log into Social Security or I log into Medicare or wherever it's from, and I look to see if there's a notice. No notice, it's fake. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when in doubt, like I say, most places you can pick up the phone and call, especially your bank. Right. Your bank will always, if they're open, pick up the phone and answer your questions. And most banks have a 24-hour customer line anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. If it happens to be outside the of... credit card gets hours. misused or, you know... Uh, Lost or stolen or whatever, you know, they're there for you. And that's why, you know, most folks still do carry a phone. And you can do more than just text on them and surf the Internet. What? I know, it's shocking. When did that happen? Is that what that little icon was? Way before your time. The little icon with the tilted mouse. And you don't have to sit there and worry about a dial tone. (laughs) Also, by the way, I have to say that I've also gotten a bunch of emails from Purporting, at least, to be from pliant young ladies who want to be my friend. Clearly, those are real. Yep. Clearly. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Doug from Rochester, New York. What's up, Doug? Okay. uh, This is going to earn the station an extra $50 donation on top of my membership, if you can solve this one. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. We've uh, discussed this machine before. It's a, a MacBook Pro from 2012 running only Ubuntu. Uh, whatever the latest version is. And like a good citizen two days ago when it said, I have an update for you, which said Ubuntu-based and Chrome, naturally I let it go. And it said, got to reboot the machine. 
and rebooted it, and it gets to the splash screen with the rotating progress thing for a couple of seconds. That stops, and I'm left with only the static uh, splash screen. So I thought I remembered this happening before, me, and fixed it with help from you guys. I immediately made a fresh uh, USB startup stick right? Uh, based on instructions from uh, the Ubuntu website. But I can't get this MacBook Pro to recognize it, and uh, looking online for which key to hold down. Option. Uh, yeah, you hold, option. On the, hold on the option key to bring up the boot manager to pick which drive to boot from. Immediately, immediately yeah. after I hit the... Uh, yep, kind of be, even right. before the chime comes up, if you can. Oh, we got it. Ta-da! Did, did I say $50? You did. Did I, did I? You yeah, can, you yes, can you increase did. it. It calls, oh, there we go, EFI boot. Now, well, let's see if this actually works. What's really annoying is Now, for $100, let's see if it really works. <laughs> Do you want to try for 100 <laughs> Well, now I have five, five choices. Try or install, Ubuntu safe graphics, and then uh, boot from next volume, UEFI firmware settings. What I want to do is access the files. Because, again, like a great citizen, I do backups four different ways. Excellent. Like three times, three times a week. Okay, so it. one of the choices, uh, you have a couple of choices there. One should be to boot. One should be to boot in, it's something about safe mode, safe graphics, safe something, yeah. uh, or, or boot to the command line. Any of those uh, would, uh, should bring you to either the command line or a, a very simple graphic interface. Uh, and let you do whatever you need to do. Because what it sounds like is there was a graphics install problem. Mm -hmm. You should also, uh, from the command line, be able to look at the boot log and see where it died. Mm -hmm. Which would give you your next step as to what needs to be uninstalled or fixed or or whatever. Gotcha. And I don't, I don't see a boot to command line option here. Just try or install... Or Ubuntu safe graphics. Oh, that could be it. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take it from here, and if I'm uh, in tears in an hour, I might call you back. <laughs> Not a problem. We're here until two. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. In uh, yeah, bye -bye. <laughs> oh. in the normal Mac OS boot, um, uh, Command V is a verbose boot where you see all the Unix messages going by, and that sometimes scares people when I do that. So what's all that? Well, that's the operating system. Ah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's text. <laughs> well, and 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 Linux used to do that all the time. Yeah. And people had two reactions. Oh my God, what's that? Yeah. Or I can't read that. Mm -hmm. It's going too fast. Yeah. Well, it's not really designed to be read. It's also going into the bootlog. Yeah. So you can go look at it in the bootlog. And it was designed what, fifty years ago when the computers were. Slow enough that you could read it. <laughs> and I could. I used to be able to read it. I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's a problem. Oh, yep. That's a problem. I, mean, I could go back and fix those. Yeah, we've had problems where uh, the last thing the computer does is shut off. So we have to video the uh, oh, yeah. screen so that we can hit pause before it shuts off and see what the last error message was. Because it won't stay on long enough to see yep, the yep. last error message. Yep. Windows would do that, too. Sometimes the blue screen, when it dumps the log, it just immediately reboots. Well, no, I need to look at that log first. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and, and, and one thing that we really don't talk about enough 
and the average person really doesn't want to have to deal with is logs and yep. how to read them and when to read them. And when to turn them off. And a, when to turn them off. I had a customer with a 100 gig, 128 gig drive. Uh, at 40 gigs was, uh, was the mail connection log. Wow. Why is my drive full? Somewhere along the way, you turned on connection logging to troubleshoot a mail problem, and you never turned it off. Right. Right. This is something you should do. Get a set of Post-it notes, and any time you make a change yeah. to your computer, write down what that change was so you can then undo that change and throw the note away. Yep. Um, make one change at a time. Make one change mm-hmm. at a time. Three changes and it fixes it. Which which thing fixed it? <laughs> right. And what do I do about the other two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we shouldn't give away all our tips. <laughs> People won't think we're miracle workers. <laughs> Laddie, you didn't tell them how long it'd really take to try. <laughs> exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Dave Enright, Steve Ray, me, Nick Francesco, and you. If you're on the line, stay on the line. If you're not on the line, why not? Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free, 800-790-0415. It's 29 minutes after the hour. It's Soundbites. It's member-supported Jazz 90.1. Online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at soundbites.org. More with Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 35 minutes after the hour, we are Soundbite. And for those of you watching us on the YouTube stream... We're having way too much fun with these little reaction things that can go on. And I think that was a miscue there. It's saying Phil was going to be on from 1 to 4. He's not on at 1 o'clock. I yeah, don't know. That was the wrong so, day. Well, yeah. Yeah, he clearly is not on at 1 o'clock because yeah. we are. So that's why I just want to get folks, you know, what's going on? A little, not have to be confused. Well, Rob, Rob gets confused sometimes. I think we understand that. He's a new parent. That'll happen. He's a new parent. That absolutely will happen. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Fred from Rochester, New York. What's up, Fred? Hey, happy day. It's a great day if you're running with the wind. Exactly. What's up? Uh, A couple of things. I was tuning in, uh, and the YouTube didn't come up right away, so I switched over to tune in, and I missed the announcement you were making about the uh, donation for... National, uh, public radio. Yeah, today is uh, today is public radio broadcasting day. Okay, so I can send that through uh, um, Jazz WGMC. Yeah, Jazz nine hundred one dot org. Okay, just the, the same donut button. Yeah, donut. the yeah. same donate button. Okay, um, and uh, one of the things uh, I got to say is you, you guys have saved me a lot of money, so it's, it, it doesn't hurt me a bit to give you a little extra. Well, Bless we you. Appreciate Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you very much, sir. One of the things that you'd mentioned about bookmarks, another way that I do it is I have Enpass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have the paid I have the paid version of there and it's got every every um, the way to do it. Yep. Every every way to do it. You know, I can do it on a Chromebook, on a desktop, on a flash drive, on a my phone. Yep. So uh I put all the URLs into the Enpass. And a lot of them it does automatically. Yeah, so I put right. The URLs into into Enpass, and then as soon as I get a, a goofy message like that, I just open up Enpass. It's already it's already right there. I click on the the link, and 
it sends me there. Perfect. So that's, that's another, just another way. That's uh, perfect, Fred. One Thanks. Of the things, one of the things I discovered, I talked to you before about the uh, the um, P-Cloud and the the failed, the notice of a failed uh, upload. Right. I found that P-Cloud, I thought did it like at a, at a certain set time a day, but it does it immediately after I take a picture. So generally, if I'm diligent about certain things, uh, as soon as I take a picture, I rename it so I know what it is, not just a date and time. Right. And Peacock is already trying to upload it. Uh, That's yeah. when the failed came. Or uh, it's on my, it's on the, the, um, it's on the uh, SD card in a one location, and I'll put a picture relevant to if it's relevant to work i put it in a work folder if it's relevant to just entertainment you know it goes in a different place and if i'm transfer if i've transferred it after pcloud has already initiated the update or the upload uh that also causes a problem right 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 so i i pay attention when i'm when i'm running pcloud uh usually on the on the status bar there's a little cloud Right, and you can see it changed uh, to a. There's a circle in it when it's actually working, um, and I think it's a check mark when it's not. Um, so right. I, I pay attention to that when I'm when I'm playing around. Yeah, I had it on automatic upload, so right. I I thought I could set the time of day that it would upload, which I would set it at some crazy hour, right, and that I'm not doing anything, uh, but it does it immediately. So as soon as I click a picture and uh, it, it goes to the SD card, it is automatically starting to go. So the only other thing I can do is uh, turn that off and then do it either manually or I'm not I'm not sure exactly how to do it automatically at a different time. But there's uh, there may be a setting called continuous backup, um, and so that that's the feature that's on is it's doing a yeah, continuous no, I, backup. At least the app on the phone doesn't have it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, it's be on the got, desktop version. got options of everything or uh, or new. I can, I, you know, that's, a, oh, that's, a two, yeah. that's the two options. So I, I have to play around with that some more, but I did find that. Let's see if there's a pause but in, button. Uh, and, and listening to, uh, you know, listening to the discussion today about the fraud thing, um, following your advice, you've saved me. Buku bucks and um, everybody out there that's listening should realize that that's that you are saving us money by giving us a heads up or things to look out for or options to uh, avoid being scammed. Uh, the, the the phone call things and the Norton things I get all the time, but it's usually uh, N O R T R O N. Yeah. Um, There's also been a surge yeah. of McAfee, fake McAfee um, um, messages too, and and when you look at the message, you you can see the weird characters they put in it to get by um, the uh, spam checkers and yeah. uh, and the underlines and whatnot, and it's it's it seems to to be fairly obvious it's fake, but enough people get tricked by it you know because they panic you. They they want to panic you, get you not thinking, get you to call the phone number, click the link, and then and then you're screwed. And when you're looking on a phone, it's a little tougher to see some of those yep. characters. Right. They, they, yep. They look similar. 
So I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I expand it, and I look and I go, yeah, that don't look right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so thanks, and uh, I, I will be, as uh, soon as we get off the phone, making that contribution to the Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Thank you, you so very it, much. Friend. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Thanks. Thank you. Have fun. Okay, bye. And we want to thank Fred and Doug for their generosity. Uh, keeping this station on the air is important to us, uh, and we hope it's important to you. And on Public Radio Broadcasting Day, why not? Today is also National Rubber Ducky Day. It is National Rubber Ducky Day. Found a website called National Today that gives you all of the things happening today, and you can look up any date. Rubber Ducky, you're the one. It's uh, also Kahelanian Day. Welsh, Day, Welsh New Year. Oh, Welsh New Year. Kahelanian. Um, Are there vowels in it? Uh, too many. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went to Hogmanay. Yep. Which is Scottish New Year. So right. I, I know some Scottish people. We should go to Welsh New Year. It's National Catherine Day with a C and National Kathleen Day with a K. National Peach Melba Day. There we go. Have a have a dessert. Peach Melba. I, I, I think I dated her. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Doug from Canandaigua, New York. What's up, Doug? It, I think it's Dave. Uh, okay, Dave. It could be Dave from yeah. Canandaigua. Well, why not? That's what I wrote. Yeah, whatever. It is what you wrote. Yeah. I read it wrong. There's a <laughs> This first. one's on me. <laughs> this one's on me. Sorry, Dave. What's up? Dave heard me wrong. Yeah, I'm taking a break from no, my, I, my Google. Dave, Google I, I had it right. Dave... I got to get this because this doesn't happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very they often. get it right. I screwed up. That was on me entirely. We got to cut that out in that section, <laughs> and I want that on the board. As long as it wasn't me, I don't care. Right? Oh, I do right. though. Thank right. you, Dave. What's up, right. Dave? So I'm taking a break from my Google Workspace mysteries um, to uh, inquire about my cell phone, my smartphone. I got a Casio or. Uh, 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 Samsung S10. When did Casio make a smartphone? I want one of right. those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And uh, it the the whole thing has developed a bit of a curvature, and I was advised that the battery is starting to warp. I don't know, self destruct or whatever. Or, or First, do you keep it in your back pocket all the time? <laughs> no, I, I keep it. Uh, I set on a wireless charger mm-hmm. when I'm not using it a lot, like most of the time. And uh, the people at uh, what you call it Verizon, they said that's what's causing it to to deform. Yeah. So I, is it is it already too late? Am I doomed? Or if I if I fix this, I'll you know it'll be okay. And then how do I find somebody that won't destroy my phone? Uh, to fix it, you mean? Yeah. Most... Well, the fix is replace the battery. Yeah. Most, right. Mo- I don't. I'm not. Perfectly familiar with the S10. I don't know if you can change the battery in it. Um, if you can, you can probably get a new one either from Verizon or online through Samsung. But I don't. Most but, phones don't let you yeah, change the battery very anymore. Very easily. Um, there are there are fix it guides online that you can try to follow. Um, the big problem is that most phones are, are basically glued close right. to right. help. This one is. Yeah, and and that that helps the. Um, um, uh, uh, waterproofing. Um, and so the first thing you have to do some, is unglue them. Let's say I've seen some fix-it shops yeah. that that are around, 
at some of the various stores that yep. you could do a Google search and There's, they'll, you know, they fix damaged screens, replace batteries and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'd have the proper tools to, uh, you know, take it apart and then reseal it so it is uh, moisture proof. Yeah, I I did one myself on a cheap phone of a friend of mine, and I did everything right. It seemed okay, but mm-hmm. just didn't work. So That's I'm, the other problem. I'm real nervous about doing it myself. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, if you're used to tinkering yeah. inside of electronics and know how to use a soldering iron, uh, you can probably replace them yourself. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, yeah. I got to say that that um, going going back a little bit, um, keeping your phone in your pocket, particularly if you're blessed with a well-endowed fundament um, can over time impart a curve to your phone. You're talking about that's, big butt? Big butts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do put my wallet in my front pocket. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, it will, it, bending the battery is bad for it. Yeah. So over time, that would not be a good thing. Um, in terms of keeping it on the charger all the time, that's also bad. The, the, problem, yeah. the problem with these batteries is they work best between, I mean, you're going to get different people saying different things, somewhere between 20 and 80%. Some people say 40 and 80, 20 and 60, 30 and 70, somewhere in that range. Lower than that or higher than that, you start developing what are called dendrites, and I'm not going to get into <coughs> what those are, but the point is, they lower the efficiency of the battery. And the more of them you get, the lower the efficiency of the battery, and they do not go away. So keeping your battery charged between, I personally do 30 and 80 percent. And there are apps you can download that tell you you're at 80 percent stop. Newer phones uh, and higher-end phones often have a setting actually in the phone itself that says stop charging at 80 percent. Uh, but they generally don't have a lower end that says throw it on the charger and now. Some of the higher end phones, um, uh, iPhones and some Android phones, will do it automatically too. Right, right, right. And some of the some of the higher end phones, the S10, not not a high end phone. So um, you can run a program, an app that runs in the background that says, okay, you've hit eighty percent, take it off the charger, or you've hit thirty percent, put it on the charger, and you can set what those times, what those percentages are. But um, where you're at right now is that if your if your if your phone is bent, well, first if your phone is bent enough, you can't put a new battery in it anyway. Well, because uh, well, the battery will be straight. Yeah, let me let's back up half a second. Is it bent or is it bulging? Well, it's I gotta have to take the case off. It's a little. Yeah. Actually, it's bulging. Yeah. So it's bulging is bulge. is. The battery's swelling. So what happens is when those two dendrites meet, they cause a short circuit, and that yeah. boils the capacitance fluid right. and mm-hmm. generates uh, uh, CO2 gas, which then expands the battery and makes it swell. Um, yeah. And eventually, uh, the, the, the plastic the housing leak. of the battery uh, fails because the pressure inside makes it swell so much. Um, so a swollen battery is the beginning of a dangerous situation. Right. So you, mm-hmm. need, to, you need to fix that immediately, whether it's a new phone or, or changing the battery or whatever. Stop charging it immediately is, is usually the first step because you don't want to put any more energy into it to right. cause any, any more, new, more short circuits. Right. 
and there are there are places in town that will that will replace a battery. I don't I don't think they guarantee anything, but but uh, the, the the bottom line is if your case is bulging, that battery is dangerous, and you should Got it. do something with it very very soon. Um, so uh, whether it's whether it's a new phone or it's a new battery, you need to do one or the other soon. Start with the battery. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. But I'm saying, you know, yeah. you got to do something. Right. I will. ASAP. Good. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Good luck. In the uh, in the model um, hobbies, we really push lithium batteries because we, we charge them in 20 minutes. And, and so, you know, I've got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, which is um, about what you might have in your phone. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, and I discharge it in five minutes. Right. Running a airplane at a hundred watts. And you discharge it down to zero. Well, we try to go you know, three point seven per cell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, we frequently have swollen battery issues. Right. And uh, I remember one uh, um, uh, one time a couple of years ago, someone uh, had a swollen battery, so they decided to uh, breach it and see what happens. And we saw this huge cloud of white smoke coming up over in, in the pits, pit areas. And the rest of us all go running over and we're mad that he didn't wait for us. <laughs> so you breach a lithium. And happy that you weren't there quick enough to breathe any of that in. Yeah. So you, you, know, you breach a lithium battery. There's a giant fire. There's huge clouds of smoke. And you can't um, put that magic Yeah, you can't put the magic smoke back in. And not only that, that magic smoke is toxic. Yeah. Do not breathe it. So never charge a lithium battery unattended, or never, I guess, never let a, a lithium battery charge unattended. Um, with phones, you're charging it slowly and discharging it slowly, but we want to charge them faster and faster and faster now. Right. Um, uh, but there's always the possibility of a runaway thermal event when a lithium battery fails. Um, we, we hear stories all the time from, from people who you know, lost their garage because they were charging batteries in the garage and went right. into the kitchen. The other thing you should probably do is when you charge your battery, when you take it off, feel how warm it is. Yeah. And if it starts getting significantly warmer when you take when you take it off the charger, I mean it'll be it'll be warm. Yeah. It'll always be a little warm. But if it starts getting significantly warmer, you've got a problem. Spectrum um, it was one of the big um, uh, brand manufacturers. They actually have a smart battery with computer chips in them right so you can read the charge and discharge cycles you can read the current temperature so you can get telemetry back to your radio so while the plane is flying you can read the the current temperature of the battery uh and the current temperature of the speed controller and and there have been plenty of cases where planes have smoked in the air and and you know crashed uh in in the pre-computerized days now that we're seeing more and more radios have telemetry built in, you're getting those warnings back on your radio, and you know to cut the throttle and land as soon as you can. Right. Yeah. Um, and and there are there are battery health check apps for your phone. Um, AccuBattery and Battery Guru and blah 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 blah. I I honestly don't know. How good they all are. Batteries do have a limited lifespan, and the limit of that life has a lot to do with the charging regimen you you use. So um, be be careful uh, of that. Uh, and again, a, a more expensive phone generally has better circuitry to manage that. 
uh, more expensive chargers may have better circuitry to manage that. Yep. Um, but uh, no battery is immune. That It's just the nature of a battery. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Larry from Fairport, New York. Hi, Larry. What's up? Oh, not much. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, well, one of you guys was talking about ham radio and how they had a computer dedicated for their ham radio. Yep. So, That's Dave. He can't shut up about it. <laughs> Thank you. And you and your Plex server now. <laughs> and me and my airplanes. I guess we all have, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Sorry. All I'm familiar with on ham radio is in the old days where you used to have to be out in the in the real radio shack and you'd use uh, Morse code mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm going, so what? what's ham radio in a, in a short uh, summary? What, what's ham radio like today? Well, CW is just as popular. I do a number of... Uh, you don't know what CW is and Dave's not going to tell us. That's a... Television Morse network, code. Television network with continuous teen, teen wave. <laughs> CW stands for continuous wave, okay. and it's the old way. Uh, back in the pioneer days, how they used to send messages was over a wire, and it was through Morse code. Everybody, even in the military, still uses Morse code a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's expanded a lot. FTA has taken off quite a bit. Uh, of course, the big thing right now... FTA, of course, stands for first-time amateur. Is No, it's a digital mode. It's a digital mode because there's what they call CW, digital modes, and then phone modes. So there's those three modes. They're all very popular. Designed by Frankie and Taylor. <laughs> and and um, the, is. <laughs> the other big thing, though, is uh, POTA. POTA has taken off quite a bit. It's getting people out into uh, parks and summits and everything else, and people are trying to set just throw a wire up in the tree or up on a pole and make contacts. And you know, it's just getting out and being with the community. I love uh, going up to, say, like a rondecoit, and I'll set up there. And the number of folks that'll come by, and little kids, that'll come by and say, what are you doing? And I'll tell them, and I'll go, you want to try it? And as long as they're, you know, I'm supervising them, they can get on the air with me. And I had one little kid one time uh, talk to my friend in Australia. And he goes, the country Australia? I go, yeah. And so if you're if you're going out for ham license today, do you still need to know Morse code? No. No, you don't have to. Wow, that, that's what stopped a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, they did away with the code a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, licensing, matter of fact, I, uh, I'm a VE for, uh, there's a group here in Rochester, RARA, and yep. it's Rochester Area Radio Association. VE, of course, stands for very annoying. Yeah. And, <laughs> thank you. And we, uh, test people every, uh, third Saturday at RIT. It's free. And people come in there, and, uh, matter of fact, we've had some people come in with no license and walk out with an extra. That's passing all three tests. Wow. Yeah, and right. I've had other folks, you know, come in and at least pass the tech and the general. And yep. they're they're happier than mud and go off and uh, become part of the group and have a lot of fun. It's just talking to people all over the world. I posted a link to the uh, RochesterHam.org um, uh, website. Uh, their winter fest is coming up Saturday yep. the 17th. Yep. That's that's and winter. Yep, yeah, they still do the um, ham fest every year. There's no Saturday the seventeenth. February. Do they? Oh, okay. Do they, still, 
collect QSL cards? Oh, yeah. I, I send out QSL cards to a lot of them. I must have at least, I'd say, three to 4,000 of them that I've collected. They've got oh, a link. My God. They've got a link on the front page on uh, keeping Morse code alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a big group in Chicago. Or, no, I take the back. New York City. And it's the New York City uh, CW Club. And they t- uh, set up courses to teach people CW and keep uh, CW going. There's um, a ham radio set up on the International Space Station. Yeah. Oh, a, yeah. And a lot of the astronauts are hams, and uh, you can talk with them frequently. And they uh, set it up. With, they're big into the school programs. Yeah. That uh, kids from various schools will uh, set up a time that as the uh, space station is passing over that school, the kids get to ask the astronauts questions. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I, I I did hear about the the computer thing, and I thought I thought, oh my gosh, if they're just if it's just computer to computer talking, like oh, okay, that's not that exciting. But it, well, it sounds the, like there's all kinds of stuff now. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, there's one that is computer to computer, but it's a it's a program called JS Call. It's a digital mode, but you've literally got to type. You've got to type your answers and, you know, questions and back and forth. And there's actual dialogue. You might not be doing it over voice. But the thing of it is, is you're doing it and you can do it over like five watts. Wow. Very tiny amount of power. Yeah, very little power. You can be talking halfway around the world because right now we're at the we're headed up the top of the uh, what they call the sun cycle. And that's coming up. There's also a device you can buy for under 50 bucks to attach to your computer that lets you listen uh, to any yeah, thing. SD, and, an SDR. And yes, and, and that takes no license because you're only listening, not talking. Listen, we got to go. Thank you, guys. This is the only way to shut Dave up. We're going to take, we're going to take, uh, uh, well, that's it. The first hour of this show is done. It's in the books. But do not despair. There's a whole nother hour of sound bites coming your way a whole, a whole nother hour of Mr. Ham Radio a whole nother hour of uh, Mr. Rocket, Mr. Uh, Plane, a whole nother hour of whatever it is that I talk about and a whole nother hour of you give us a call 585-966-JAZZ that's 966-5299 toll free 800-790-0415 and we'll be back with sound bites listen, take a quick break uh, well actually a slightly longer break Um, Make it a bio break, but come back again, and we'll see you in just a few minutes on Soundbites on member-supported Jazz 90.1. It's America's longest-running computer show. Back to more Soundbites with Nick, Dave, and Steve. Next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. WGMC Grease Rochester. A public service of the Greece Central School District. Jazz 90.1. Celebrating 50 years on the air in Rochester. Welcome back to America's longest-running computer show, Sound Bites, on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Get online now. Call 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 800-790-0415. Or submit your question by email at soundbites.org. Once again, here's Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. 
I'm Dave Vinray. And I'm Steve Ray. And it's six minutes after the hour. We are Sound Bites. I want to respond to Fred in the chat. Thank you for your donation. And uh, yes, we're going we're going to Dave a little hard today. And that's okay. He likes it. Dave is that's Dave is that way. Get I'm, over it. Yeah, I'm 75. Old tough skin. <laughs> Old tough skin. The rest of them not so good looking either. All right, huh. back to the phones. <laughs> Our next caller is Brian from Pavilion, New York. Hiya, Brian. What's up? Gentlemen. No. Who walked Who in? Came that, in? Yeah. that never gets old. I'm sorry. You might think it is, but it doesn't really get old. Greetings from the gateway to the southern tier. Yep. <laughs> it is starting to rock and roll up here. I don't mind telling you. I bet. We should stop at Red and Trudy's yeah. for uh, loose, uh, loose meat hamburgers all the time on the way to Grandma's house. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I, I can see you guys rockets from uh, from my house sometimes when you guys are turning off down at the airport. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. Once in a while, you catch a glimpse. But anyway, uh was going to uh, bounce this off you guys. Uh, Linux Mint. Yeah. Uh, old ancient machine. Um all things being equal, the machine's running very well, and it works really good. I'm a dumpster diver, so my stuff is junk. I've noticed YouTube has gotten very slow and notchy. You guys noticed anything like that lately? Um, n- no. Um, not. Oh, okay, yes, yes and no. Um, it depends on what video card you're using. If you're using an NVIDIA card... It behooves you once in a while to reboot your machine. There's a slow, very slow memory leak in the NVIDIA driver. Oh, you know, I've, I've actually noticed that, too. Well, I, I'm running, believe it or not, don't have a heart attack and die. I've got a, I'm running a Think Center, a Lenovo Think Center that's oh, probably yeah. from, it's got to be 20 years old. Yeah. And I'm happy about it. I'm proud of it. You should be. Darn it. I'm well, proud of that, darn it. You should be, Doug, on it. But once in yeah. a while, I would suggest that you just simply reboot the machine. Because uh, I did. It, it didn't, didn't really seem to help me out that much. And I do have another app that I, I won't tell you who it is, but another app, a uh, very popular uh, website that uh, I actually uh, interfaced with their developers a little bit back and forth. I did some IT back in the day, and I said, well, this thing's just eat memory. It's not releasing memory, and maybe it's on my end. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, it, and it, it, it's NVIDIA. Um, They've just never... Well, no, I won't say they've never fixed it. Um, You're probably running a fairly old version of the operating system, and that also, um, it's exacerbated. How old is the machine, too? The machine itself is 20 years old. Yeah, it's ancient. Oh, yeah, it's it's made of wood, and you have to crank it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Got a little hand crank on the front. Yeah, just get the... Put a couple more slabs of wood on. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's one of those paper batteries you used to get, those old radios with the tubes in them. You take to the beach, they last like 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> but, yeah, try try rebooting more regularly. Uh, that will help a little bit. Um, a newer version of Mint will help if you can run it. Yeah, um, I, might, I might try doing that. I was actually going to make the jump to Ubuntu. Uh, you know, I cut my teeth on Mint and then I've uh, been getting a lot of... Maybe uh, maybe jump versions and see. Uh, if I was to do that, uh, I can't. Can I keep all the stuff I got stored on there, or is it going to wipe the machine? It, it depends. Well, if, uh, how many hard drives you have? Oh man, I've got. I'm a dumpster diver. I I got a catalog on pray a closet full. The, here's the thing. My suggestion would be to install it fresh on a new drive. Gotcha. And then hook the old drive up and copy stuff over. Now you've got a backup. You get one yep. more backup. 
and you've got uh, a clean install, which is always better. Well, that makes perfect sense. Why did I call this show? I could have done that myself. Because you just didn't have much else to do on a Saturday afternoon, and here we are. Yeah, it's crappy outside, and you'd rather stay in where it's warm. It's a very, very rare Saturday off for me. So it's like, well, I, enjoy I've it. Mean, well, I've been meaning to call you guys and kind of listen every week on the radio. Believe well, it or not, the radio is one of those big plastic boxes with knobs on it. And then the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, the, uh, I listen every week and I want to tell you, I, and I'm, again, not too proud to tell you, uh, I'm not a member right now, but as soon as I can, I will join back up. I've been, a, I've supported you guys for years. That's all years, we ask. Uh, we get yeah. it. Believe yeah, me, we, we understand. Get it. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. Well, cool. And I will when I'm able. So thank I, you. But I'm not too Hey, you know? Yeah. But thank you, guys. And, yeah. uh, and uh, thanks for another great year. Thank you. Thank you, thank Brian. You. Keep smiling. You got it, man. Stay warm. Makes people wonder what you're up to. Yep. <laughs> the last actual physical radio in my house is just about dead. Ah, I had a clock, have the clock radio on my my bedstand for years. It's got a thirty pin dock on it. So wow, that's how old it is? None of the set buttons work. Yeah. So, so, um, I can only plug it in at noon on December thirty first. Right, right. To have the date and time work right. <laughs> so I did that last you know six sure. months. It was uh, so I plugged it in. We lost power the other day in in. The, in the storm. So now the clock is wrong again. The radio still works, but I can't set the date and time on it, and I'm so mad. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. What, the buttons don't? Yeah. Yeah. T- can you take it out and try to, because it might just be... I took the cover off the button, because it's uh, yeah, you know, and the, sometimes the soft button can... to the hard button. It's got a remote that still works, and that lets me change the radio station and change the volume. But it doesn't let you. Doesn't let me set the date and time. Hmm. So now, do I put it back under the shelf for another year? Yeah, right. (laughs) It's it's just a stupid clock radio. I've I've got twenty seven clocks in my house. You've got gaffer's tape. Yeah. Stick a piece over the time and date. Yep. Well, it it does have a button to dim the screen, so it doesn't blind you at night. There you go. So does that one work? But I've got my phone. I've got my watch. I've got my iPad. They all have clocks on them. In fact, Apple just added a new standby mode. So when you set your uh, your phone sideways, it turns into a date and time right, yeah, uh, right, right, stand. Right. Well, I, I don't it. need this, but but it's it's like twenty years old. I, I've grown sentimental to it for some stupid reason. I, I have to read this because it it has to do with one of the callers we had earlier um, about uh, the phone. Uh, Dave from Canandaigua. One of the last Pixel announcements of 2023 was the launch of a diagnostic app and repair manuals. This week, Google endorsed the proposed right-to-repair bill in Oregon and published a white paper explaining its position with the Pixel as an example. The Google and Repairability white paper suggests core principles that lawmakers should keep in mind when writing regulations. Amusingly, there is a reference to Project Ara, Google's modular smartphone investigation, which I loved the idea of that. It was... You bought pieces to a cell phone and put it together yourself. So if you wanted a phone with no camera, you just don't buy the camera. If you want a phone with three cameras, you buy three cameras. Um, uh, the top guideline is how user safety should be a top priority. Instead of requiring OEMs to make available individual components, Google wants to offer parts assemblies. For the Pixel 8 Pro, there's a rear-facing camera assembly and rear case assembly. That's $173 back. That $173 back 
consists of several parts that are joined together out of the box for a more straightforward install process, though this does increase the price. Meanwhile, Google comes out against unfair anti-repair practices like parts pairing and already offers a fingerprint calibration tool. The company is also against being required to provide any password security codes or materials to override security features on devices and points to its repair mode. Google says the Oregon proposal offers a compelling model for other states to follow and that it would prefer standardized regulations on a country level over piecemeal approaches. Ultimately, Google says the ability to repair a phone, for example, empowers people by saving money on devices while creating less waste. What do you think of Google's stance on repairability? Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. It's 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415. I love the idea of uh, a repairable phone. Um, Again, as we we said, so many of them are not anymore repairable. Um, And that, you know, I get it. I get it. If, If the choice between repair and buy a new one is left to the user. The user will almost always repair, but the company would prefer you buy, mm-hmm. <laughs> buy a new one. I get that. Um, but, you know, we, I think we have the right to decide um, whether Make we're going to throw it away. Right, right. Apple so, has opened up their self-service repair program as well yep. as an independent repair program, which is separate from the um, authorized service provider repair, repair program that I'm part of, I guess there's different tiers on how, how so right. I, I, can, I can do warranty service as a um, uh, authorized uh, service center. Right. The independent places, I don't know if they can do warranty, but they can do out of warranty. Right, and, that, and that's an important point. Yeah. Um, for, for somebody like uh, Dave, who had a Samsung S10, which I'm sure is out of warranty by this point, who cares? Just twenty five is out now, right? Do you know? Do what you want to do. Yeah. But if it's if it's a phone that's in warranty, you take it to a place that does warranty repairs. That just may, particularly when you've paid a thousand dollars or more for your phone. Yeah. You want yeah. an in warranty repair? That makes sense to me. Um, but Although we have had people bring their stuff into us under warranty that they got a non warranty person to look at it first and paid them. They said, Why'd you do that? It's under warranty. Well, they're closer to me. It's under warranty. It would have been free. Right. And, and now that they messed it up. It's no longer under warranty. Yeah. Or And we've had several people who've tried to do their own repairs and, and broken something. We, we, we had one guy that instead of, of disconnecting the cable, ripped it off the motherboard. Perfect. So now he destroyed both halves. Right. And um, all right, now, now you've got a $1,000 repair. Right. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Richard from Rochester, New York. What's up, Richard? Yes, uh, I, I recently had to change ISPs. I have been with Frontier for 25 years, and I moved. Uh, I've been on their uh, the, the optic, optical uh, uh, line, and, and I moved to a location that they didn't serve and, and went to Spectrum. And I kept my, my email address, which is a Frontier mail email, and I can't send out. Uh, I can receive emails, but I can't send them out on Thunderbird. I've used Thunderbird for years, and I get an error message saying that uh, the mail server responded, client host rejected, access denied. 
So I called up Spectrum, and they sent a guy right over, which really impressed me. Yep. And and first they had attempted to do it from you know, remotely and said it was something in, in the... Uh, uh, I can't remember if it was the modem or it must have been in the modem. So anyway, this guy spent like a couple of hours here and get a, got another guy over, which I've never had service like that from Frontier. They, they would take like two months to show up. And they finally decided or concluded and, and backed it up with research on, on, on the Internet that, that uh, Frontier was just not allowing uh E- emails to be sent that had come through the, the Spectrum server. Generally, uh, that's true of any mail service. You can only send a Spectrum mail if you're connected to Spectrum. You can only send uh, Frontier mail if you're connected to Frontier. You need to set up your SMTP sending server with uh, authentication, username, password, and encryption type. Right. Mm-hmm. But if now... Can I, I? I wanted to retain my email address. I've had it for you know over twenty five years, yeah. and it's a FrontierNet.net email. Can I still do that? One thing I might look into is forwarding. I don't know if you can do that now that you've already changed providers, but you might call Frontier and ask about forwarding, so your well, mail would come into Frontier and be forwarded to Spectrum. From well, which you can, I, and to add to the complication, Frontier uses Yahoo as their back end. So Yahoo is where yeah. you do all your mail logins. So if you yeah. change your sending server to the Yahoo server. Well, maybe that will work. And use your Frontier username and password, that should work. Okay, I'm going to write this down. So if I send, okay, so I, I just change. The sending server. So, so every every mail has two halves: the receiving server, which is typically IMAP, and the sending server, which is typically SMTP. Right. So I, set, I change it to Yahoo. Right. SMTP. I'll post a link too, but it's smtp.mail.yahoo.com, and it requires SSL and it requires authentication. So you would use yeah. your uh, Frontier username and password, um, which then authenticates you as a legitimate sender. And it will accept your mail to be sent. It's it's all part of the anti-spam process that you can't commandeer somebody's email address and send email unless you are a customer of that service. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I I also do have a, a Yahoo uh, email address. That's the first one I got when I was just working at the library. Right. And and that goes out um, just fine. Right, yeah. and, and so you should also be able to change your sending and your receiving addresses at Yahoo. Actually. Yeah, you could receive it directly from Yahoo as well, imap.mail.yahoo.com, rather than receiving from Frontier. Right, so if you copy the... any advantage to that? Because I, I'm able to receive just fine. Well, you can continue to do that, or you can skip Frontier as the middleman. Yeah, theoretically, you'll get the mail is, of half a second sooner. Right, right. Well, literally, at least, <laughs> at least we don't know what Frontier's doing on any given day. But, yeah. Um, it, what's happening now is your mail comes into Yahoo, goes to Frontier, and then gets sent to you. Right. You can get it direct from Yahoo and cut out Frontier as the middleman altogether. Okay. And we yeah. think that's why they let you keep your address. Because most other ISPs, as soon as you cancel, your email address is gone. You're right. That happened to me when I canceled Spectrum and wasn't expecting it. I was ready for it, but my wife wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Having to, to 
start a new email. Yeah. Just, it's worse right. than physically moving because at least there's only one post office you can submit a change of address to. Right. Well, I don't know. I just physically moved a woodworking shop. That's why this happened. Nothing's worse than that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, okay. So it sounds straightforward. If, if I get like bogged down, I'll call you back. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you so much. And the other thing is we, we should remind everybody that um, life is so much easier if you have a third-party email address. Right. Either Google or Apple. Or Yahoo. or I, I would prefer not. Right. I would prefer Personally, don't like Yahoo because they lost all three billion of their customer accounts a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. And didn't tell anybody for a long time. But the point is if you use a non-ISP address like Gmail or Apple or any one of those, and all of those are free, they don't, and you you don't have to be an Apple user to have an Apple address. Um, uh, using using one of those services means that you will not have to worry about a, a, a moving yep. um, or or your ISP changes in some way, um, uh, any of that stuff. And so, the, their spam filters are significantly better than I, any I of the love, other services. People call me all the time, oh, I got this spam. I think to myself, I, I don't get spam, rarely. I mean, I get it. Like now, there's a new one, that new one with, uh, you know, all this stuff. But I check my spam filters every day, my spam folders every day, just to make sure nothing important got through. And I see ma- massive amounts of spam in my Gmail accounts and I see all that spam in my non-Gmail accounts. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a real interesting issue, actually. Um, there's also, by the way, um, uh, we should talk a little bit about the fact that there's a new solid-state battery design yeah. uh, that's been created from uh, uh, Harvard uh, School of Engineering. Yeah, um, um, solid, solid capacitance instead of liquid capacitance. Right, it's a solid-state battery. It uses lithium uh, and they say it can be charged and discharged at least 6,000 times, yep. which is far more than any normal battery. Uh, it's 10 times any normal battery. And it can be recharged in a matter of minutes. Instead of hours. Instead yeah. of hours. So, um, And that's, uh, I'm sure, it's cell phone sizes, not uh, yeah. you know, like car the sizes. The thing, but- though, is... Life for the battery. How yeah. long? Can, well, it, it, this is still in this is still in test. 10, it's still in development. Up to ten thousand cycles. Right, and they're talking ten thousand cycles, which again is twice what. Oh, yeah, ten times. No, I'm more just wondering how long is I charge. Right. Yeah. My biggest concern always, and I've said this for quite a few years, you know, is if they just make the battery a little bit bigger, to make it last longer, because more and more folks spend so much time on their phones. Whether they're watching movies or watching TikToks or doing this or doing that, and they run out of battery life. Yep. That's always the biggest thing for most phones nowadays. I saw a uh, news report on these uh, a while ago when they were just early in the in the testing phase, and it was kind of funny because they had a they had a, um, a um, I think a tablet running from a solid state battery. And to show how safe it was, they took a pair of scissors and cut a piece of the battery off. Yep. And then the 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 tablet just said, "Oh, I've got you know ninety eight minutes remaining." 
they cut another piece of the battery out. Oh, I got 95 minutes remaining. They cut another. So, you know, like we were mentioning earlier, you puncture a lithium battery, it explodes in a real mm-hmm. nice bright fireball. Uh, no, the solid, because it's a, a solid capacitance, uh, it doesn't do that. Right. We were talking about dendrites earlier. This yep. new solid state battery doesn't do dendrites. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, to be able to recharge a battery 6,000 times instead of 500 <sighs> times. And yeah. to charge it in minutes instead of hours. Because that's the biggest thing that dies on the phone right now is the battery. That's right. Yeah. That, that, I've got a couple of old cell phones that have replaceable batteries. If I could find a battery for them, yeah. I could I could use them today. Well, my, la- my last uh, Pixel phone, the only reason I got rid of it is because it wouldn't hold a charge. Right. I'd charge it all up, and by noon, it was already down to 30%. And I hadn't yep. done much yep. with it. Yep. Whereas if you could, and that's, you know, they, they get an average of like 500 charges. Yep. Uh, and almost every phone now, you can go somewhere in the settings and look at battery health and see how many cycles it's gone through, maybe 100, maybe 200. Well, that's that's half your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 250 cycles is half the life of the battery. Yeah. And um, most people end up charging their device every day. Every day. So, um uh, you know, b- being able to charge it 6,000 times as opposed to 500 times. Yeah. That's uh, hefty. It's, it's, a, it's a hefty change. And hmm. uh, so That's why you buy a new phone every three years, and then then the bad battery is the next person's problem. Right. That's exactly correct. That <laughs> well, exactly that's why the manufacturers, correct. like we said before, like that because they don't make money on repairs. They make money on selling new phones. Right. And that's why you want to run one of those battery check programs we talked about that that mm-hmm. you know says okay you've hit 80 percent better take health. it off the charger yep uh oh you've hit 20 percent. better charge it up um those those are those are useful it, it helps maintain the health of your battery and you really should be paying attention to that i'd love to see these lithium uh solid state batteries um be more useful um again this is this is uh, experimental at this point, so don't so don't go looking for the solid state lithium battery. You're not going to find it, but uh, it they're they're working on those, and we would love to see those in the future. Something that lasts for uh, six thousand cycles. Um, probably not going to make the manufacturers happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the phone manufacturers happy because it means you'll keep your phone longer. Um, you know. Apple now is a phone company, and part of that is because people replace their phones every time a new model comes out. Uh, they'll still do that because it's not about the life of the battery. It's about I don't have the coolest phone at the moment. But, you know, every company wants you to buy the new uh, and not the old. So I And I get that. Yeah. I do. Um, and so the other problem now is where do we get our lithium from? Right. That's a separate issue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, you know, there, there are people... Um, like Brian in Pavilion, he's got a 20-year-old machine. I think it was Brian uh, with a 20-year-old machine. Not everybody does that. And there are devices you can't do that with. Nobody's got a 20-year-old cell phone. Australia is now the largest lithium producer with 50% of all lithium. Yep. China is um, uh, next with uh, 25% more. Nice. All right. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be back in just a couple of minutes. With Dave Enright, with Steve Ray, with me, Nick Francesco, and with you. It is 29 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the longest-running computer show in the known universe. That must mean you're listening to sound bites. 
right here on the truly great and truly grateful to you that we continue with your generous support to be member-supported Jazz 90.1. Computer talk you can understand. More Sound Bites is next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 34 minutes after the hour, we are Sound Bites. Uh, for those of you who are members of Ask Nick, I apologize for Wednesday night. Um, normally, we have our, our lounge chat on Wednesday night. Uh, I lost power. Uh, well, no, I lost Internet. Excuse me. Um, I lost Internet. Um, it happens once in a while. It happens once in a while. And then by the time I came back, it was like quarter to ten. And I thought, oh, no, yeah, no. no, no point in that. Uh, but you can always, uh, assuming I have uh, both power and Internet, you can join <laughs> And that may not be true tomorrow. Uh, I think we know that. But if I do have it, you can join us in the Soundbites Lounge um, at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, like I say in the on our webpage, it's most Sundays at 9. Um, so you can join us there. And all you have to do is uh, head on over to soundbites.org, click on the Soundbites Lounge link under some important links. And uh, if you do that at 9 o'clock, you should see the... Uh, uh, the link there. And if you don't, Control-Shift-R. We've been having an interesting issue with my Internet service provider. There's an issue with the cache. There's a, a, almost every computer, almost every Internet service provider has a cache of their systems so that you don't necessarily have to go to the hard drive to get the latest version of something. It, it will have a cache in memory of the, of the latest uh, thing. It's faster for the user and less wear and tear on the system back in the day when they were when they were spinning hard drives. Um, and, and there's an, some sort of issue with their cache. It's not always refreshing correctly. So uh, if you have that problem, Control-Shift-R or Command-Shift-R, I think it is on a Mac, uh, gives you, uh, says ignore every cache and, and get the clean version. Force so, reload. Force reload. There's usually, so, a, yeah, it's usually a reload page, but now there's force reload or Safari calls a reload page from origin. There you go. Same Where idea. else would you reload it from? Cache. Right. <laughs> right. So um, uh, if, if you're having an issue, that's what it is. And it's nothing I can fix, so I'm not fixing it. Um, but it, so that's that's true, by the way, of both the, the Ask Nick lounge page and the Soundbites Lounge page, but you can join us at nine o'clock. It's a it's a video chat. You are not required to turn on your camera. You are also not required to turn on your microphone. But if you would like to do either or both, you are welcome to do so. We meet uh, every uh, for the Soundbites one. Uh, you have to be a member of Ask Nick to join the Ask Nick chat. But if you're a uh, uh, if you're just listening to Soundbites, you can join um, by just going to Soundbites. Uh, and clicking on the Soundbites Lounge link under some important links every Sunday at 9 p.m. There's something weird going on with the National Time Servers. We've got two, That's true, too, yes. yes. We've got two clients. You know how you set your computer to automatically set the date and time? We've got two customers where it's setting it to the wrong date and time. How weird. Yeah. Have you changed time servers? Yep. And I go to the command line and type the command to retrieve the time from the server, and it's it's wrong. What you can do, there's a spot. So we've turned off automatic checking, but then every time you turn the computer off, the time zeroes. Right. Um, 
and so that's most people don't realize there's anything wrong with their clock because every time you turn it on again, it are res- they in the wrong time zone or we've checked all that? No, it's you can it, run it was the, one which was weird, but now a second one is having the same problem. Steve, you can run a small program. It's called Time Sync. No, this is it. It's the Time Synchronizer is built into the OS. Yeah, it's but getting the is, wrong answer from the, the National Time Server. But this is an actual utility that I run on mine because with the ham radio. No, I understand yeah, that, but if if you're getting the wrong if you're getting the wrong time from the server, there's there's no other syncing. Yeah, he's getting but, the wrong time from the server. It's not on his machine; it's the server. Because hmm, I haven't had that issue. Yeah. Because like with me, when I'm doing that digital mode, I told you we cannot be more than two two seconds yeah. two point zero two seconds two milliseconds. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's weird because it doesn't happen to every computer, mm. which it should. If yeah. if it's the problems at the other end, it should be every computer. Yeah. If if it's at this end, it's like something in that computer. But I do the 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 command line to query the time server, and the answer comes back wrong. That's so weird. Yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. And we you know, we we're. So I'm Googling around for it, and the answer is yes. Sometimes that happens. No one knows why. Turn off automatic time setting. <laughs> and then don't turn your computer off. Oh, that's that's good to know. Thanks. Yeah. That was a caller saying that he just lost, he was listening to us and lost the signal. Which one? The radio signal? I don't know. He yeah. didn't say. <laughs> YouTube is still working. We got so many of them yeah. that we broadcast. All well, right. Uh, Facebook <laughs> is still working. Oh, I can see Could be at his yeah. end. You know, I mean, with the storm coming through right now. Well, that's that's the big thing. You yeah. know, if you're listening over the internet or you're listening yeah, over the radio or, you know, where Just you? because, you know, we're here in Rochester, folks, you know, the connection could, you know, depending on the computer system, be routed to Buffalo and then who knows where else where storms are going on. It doesn't just go... Right from us to you. You know, it could be bounced all over the U.S. And that's where a lot of folks... That, I, I work with Mastermind Lounge, and that's where we that's how we do our lounge stuff, um, Saturdays and Wednesdays. And I, I answer this question from people pretty regularly. Um, we don't control your Internet service provider. Yeah. If your service is slow, or you've got a bad connection, or your connection drops... There's nothing we can do about that. And I'm sorry. It is what it is. But there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do about that. That's your ISP. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's an issue that a lot of people have. Intermittently, nobody has it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but every once in a while, your, your ISP is going to hiccup. It happens. Uh, or some connection between you and your ISP. You know, the, the reality is everybody with a rusty pair of pliers is can call themselves an ISP, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, if, and there's all those connections between us and you, and any one of them can go down. It's not and, a straight line, folks. If you ever line. saw the pattern, right? it'd drive oh. you nuts. Really, Although the we, miracle is it happens at all. Yeah. yeah. I was telling a customer this week, if you understand how the Internet works, it, you're absolutely flabbergasted that it works at all. Exactly. We send mm-hmm. a, we send a packet Total out the radio. Amazed. We don't care if it ends up at the other end or not. That's right. Most of the time it does. 
But if it doesn't, too bad. That's the way yeah. it is. Uh, we did have a customer once said the internet didn't work, and when we got to the house, um, the internet doesn't work means he couldn't print this page. Right. Because his ink tank was empty, and the printer was saying replace ink tank. Right. But that meant the internet was broken. That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, we, we, I, once, hey? I used to tell yeah. my students, my students, let me let me tell you how UDP works. I, I would like to tell you a UDP joke, but you might not get it, and I don't care if you do. <laughs> that's UDP. That's UDP. Yep. It is exactly UDP. What the uh, uniform data protocol? It is uniform. Uniformly, I don't care if you get it. Yeah. User datagram protocol. Yeah. It's up um, for uh, grabs. Yeah. Uh, okay, you didn't get it. Too bad. And that's. Uh, because the the normal um, uh, stuff is is very chatty, mm-hmm. and it it puts a lot of a lot of chat on the on the on the internet. I'm going to send you something. Okay, I'm ready to get something. Okay, here it comes. Okay, I want it. Yep. Okay, here it comes. Okay, I'm getting it. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I got it. Or yep. UDP here. I don't, I don't care. And you're done. And if the other end does say, I got it, then they can send back a TCP packet and do that three-way handshake to make right. a connection. And if I didn't get it, then I can send it again with, yeah. with TCP, but not with UDP. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very um, uh, chatty protocol. UDP is not. And so a lot of stuff like uh, video is sent UDP. Yep. Vince Surf um, and Bob Kahn and... Uh, Vince Surf. Yep. Just the the... the forethought they had to design these protocols and have them still work 50 years later yep 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 all right back to the phones our next caller is mike from rochester new york what's up mike yeah hi gentlemen um kind of fortuitous uh, uh, this happened i was just on my chromebook uh this morning um messing around with it just trying to you know look at google etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh all of a sudden um it. Um, I went out and went come back in, did something else, and I put up Google just for the heck of it in the, in the search bar. And all it's doing now is it just said it's loading, and then it'll time itself out and said we can't connect to Google because it took too long for Google to respond. I have I'm on my hotspot, but it's a, you know it's a good connection, et cetera, et cetera. Was working fine. I, I you know I I don't think I got. Um, a virus or anything, but I've tried to re- I reset it, rebooted it, you know, two or three times. Uh, the the, lo- the launcher works okay, but when you go into the launcher and I'll hit Chrome, and it'll just say loading, and it'll sit there and sit there. And nothing. If you so stop just, that uh, load and go somewhere else, can you get to that other place? Well, right, that's what I did. I, uh, I instead of Google, I'll go say say the NFL. I'll hit that one, and it'll just. I get the logo and it just uh, nothing happens. It just uh, the bar goes, you know, the little arrow goes around and around and around. I know it's a good uh, connection because you, it was going ahead. Yeah. Say, have you tried restarting the hotspot itself? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did the whole Plus nine yards. The cache yeah. and memory. Yep, yep. I did all that, and uh, that's what I thought. That's where I first went, and uh, I did. I, I rebooted the whole thing, and I was happened to be in. I think it was. Um, I forget which where it was. I took that off and cleaned everything out, put it back on again, restarted it, doing the same thing. I'm afraid I got a virus or something. It's only about a year old. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's unlikely that you have a virus. That's not how they work. They want to keep you connected to the mm-hmm. Internet so they can break into your machine. 
um, it is it is more likely that there's some sort of problem with your ISP. Do you have another device you can connect to the internet with through that same hotspot? Uh, I have my phone. I could, yeah. Okay, yeah. so if you turn off your cell service on your phone and just use Wi-Fi, and you also can't get to the internet, the problem is at the hotspot provider. You can Actually. you can try to test that on your device um, uh, if if you have a command line. <laughs> You can you can type something like ping soundbites.com and that that sends one ping only please that yeah. send, actually it sends more than that but it sends a ping over the internet to the other end and the other end says okay I got it and sends a message back that's kind mm-hmm. of a very low level is the is the underlying connection working and then you know well all right then we'll load a HTTP protocol on top of that to go to a website you know it's funny because. Uh I, I this I'm doing it again. I'm trying to get into the uh, um, uh, Gmail, and this is the first time I've seen this. When it first came up, there's the logo and everything, and then on the bottom right it says, "If you're having trouble loading," <laughs> I have never seen that. It says, "Visit Gmail Help Center." I don't know if the Google's having any problems or what. That's the first time I've I ever just logged seen into that. Google and I just clicked on Google and it came right up. So I don't think it's Google. Yeah, uh, I think I, it's something to do with your hotspot. So that's why I suggest trying a different device through that hotspot yeah. and see if that's where your problem is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got. Or is this yeah, a la- this is this a laptop? It's a Chromebook. Okay. Well, if he took it, say, over to a coffee shop and that, and uh, yeah. tried connecting through their internet and see if it works. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. Because I got to go down the store anyway. I'll take it. Yeah, that's take it point. down there. Okay. Go for a cup of coffee and. Uh, you know, try it out there. Okay, I keep my fingers straight. It's good. It's good. It's a Lenovo, and it uh, mm-hmm. works pretty good. But it's all of a sudden it went. And I thought, geez, I'll call you guys. <laughs> that's yeah, the way it could be a hotspot. But I think that's. I think that's. It's your hotspot. So check that out. And it's probably temporary. It's probably. We were just talking about this. Sometimes the ISP hiccups a little bit. Yeah. No, Particularly with the right. wind, the way it is, and everything else. Who knows. Yeah, I'm out of birds online. Gotcha. Okay, guys, thanks again. I appreciate it. I'll try. All right, thanks. Thank yeah, I just uh, I just got a text message this morning from my daughter. She said, "Dad, this is so timely." I said, "What?" She said, "For for Christmas, I gave her a power bank and a uh, a light bulb that works. It's a regular LED light bulb. Works great, except if the power goes off, it lights up." Mm-hmm. So she's got all of that plugged in. She says one of the neighbors was saying this, you know, the, the apartment building she's in has, you know, lo- loses power during high wind, blah, 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 blah. She said, I'm ready now, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> and all right, we're good. You're the hero. I'm the hero. So, uh, um, yeah, which is a reminder to each and every one of you, charge up all your devices today. Um, make sure that everything is ready uh, in case there's a blackout. I drove by um, a, <coughs> a motel on the way here from, from the office, and there were like 50 um, cherry pickers. Yep. Waiting and waiting. Waiting just in case, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, now, now imagine those poor guys if the storm never hits here. Yeah. I, I hope they're still getting paid. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah, they're um, on call. Yeah, we've, we've, seen, we've seen that. We were on vacation at one point, and we... Got there and the and the guy said, "Yeah, here we have. Here's your room." We got to our room and it was supposed to be um, uh, smokeless, and somebody clearly had been smoking cigars in it. 
So we yeah. asked if we could move. They said, we don't have any other rooms. The, the guys are here for a snowstorm that's supposed to come in tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, every room is full. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. I get it. That's fine. And then, of course, the next morning it was si- sunny and bright and, and lovely and charming. These guys were all sitting around just drinking coffee and with their feet up. Cheers. Yep. Having a great old time for themselves. Good for them, I say. I say good for them. But, yeah, uh, charge up all your devices. Make sure you're ready. Um, um, you know, be, be aware. Uh, if you've got an uninterruptible power supply, which you should, if you've got a desktop machine, uh, make sure that's that's working correctly. Um, your laptop, if if you lose power, turn it off. You know, you probably uh, have people tell me, "Oh, well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna um, be able to work anyway because I got a laptop." Well, yes, you'll be able to work on your laptop, but you can't get out anywhere. Yeah, at work we've got a UPS on our server and on our internet routers. Right. <laughs> Uh, Richard in the chat said he switched his email to Yahoo and it worked great. Excellent. We hear. I, 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 he said he was on the phone with Spectrum for hours and I couldn't fix it. We fix it in two minutes. Yeah, it, uh, at it best, doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's it's yeah. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Fred from Rochester, New York. Is this Fred calling back? Yes, it is. Uh, just a quick question about that light bulb that you mentioned. Yeah. Do you have a, a link to it? Uh, source. Uh, I'll I'll see if I can find one. It was called, I think. I've got one from Brickstone. I got. But there's I hundreds think mine of them. was Jackson Lux. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, just uh, just search for smart light bulb. Yeah, mine was a Jacks Jack Jack on Lux J A C K O N L U X, and I got it from Amazon. Okay, that's it. Thanks. Yep. Um, it's it's really kind of. Fun. Um, now you can get uh, smart switches, but you can also get smart light bulbs that have a computer in the light bulb. In the light bulb and a battery. And what happens is, and that, we got this through Dave from the Google, Rochester Google's group. Thank you, Dave. Um, we we had, what you do is you, you plug it into the light socket. You screw it in just like a regular, it's a regular light bulb. It's an LED regular light bulb. You screw it in and it charges because uh, there's always current. Mm-hmm. In the in the wire, and it works like a regular light bulb. Turn it on, turn it off. Works great. But if the power goes out, it recognizes that, and it turns itself on. So you're never in the dark, which I suppose is is useless in the daytime if the power goes out. But so what? Yeah. Um. I you know if I'm if I'm sitting in my room and there's there's that moment of panic. I don't care who you are or where you are when everything goes dark in the middle. Of the yep. evening, it's a, there's a little bit of panic. Well, this light will come on for me, and it'll stay on. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, that happened the other day when when our power went out, and we're just waiting for a few minutes and a few minutes because we're watching a TV show and it dies. Yeah. Um, uh, but fortunately, since we use YouTube TV, the recording didn't stop. Wow. <laughs> because it's YouTube. The oh, other of course, end. it's happening at YouTube's end. Yeah. Uh, but just about the time I got up to go get my phone and its flashlight, it came back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I really I'm I'm pretty impressed. They're not super cheap. Um, but that's not the point. The point is it's an emergency device. Mm-hmm. And emergency devices cost a little more and they and they do a lot more. So uh yeah, we've we've got I've got I, I thought I ordered one. Apparently I ordered four. So well, their website has a one pack and a two pack. 
But you said you got it from Amazon, so they're probably I got more. it from Amazon. Jack on Lux, J-A-C-K-O-N-L-U-X is what I got. So if the power is off, is, is, does that mean it's something else? It's Jack off. God, I hate you. Only Steve I, would I go I hate there. you in ways you cannot begin to imagine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here's the thing. Um, the other thing you can do with it is you can actually hold it in your hand and make it light up oh, because cool. your finger can provide the capacitance. You, you, might, have yeah. to, you might have to wet electric. your fingers, but you can provide the capacitance yourself uh, to make it light up. It's, it's actually pretty cool. So there's your, there's your next uh, magic trick for your next party. I can make this light bulb uh, work. 11,000 reviews and four and a half stars. There's also um, there's also a, a, another little connector that comes with it that screws onto the end. It's got a hook, mm-hmm. so you can take it camping, hang it somewhere, and then there's a button. You click the button and it goes on. So it's actually it's a very cool and little thing. LEDs use so much so little less, power, yeah, so much less power than your conventional light bulbs, and they're so much brighter. Right. I mean, I just right. um, last year replaced my porch light, which had Two old-fashioned, you know, they had the corkscrew lights, and I got an LED one. Yep. It was a little bit more, not much, not nowadays. And that thing, that had three different settings, low, medium, or high. Yep. And it's just all these LEDs, and boy, the whole porch lights up like crazy now, and I've only got it on medium. I've got uh, an LED light bulb in the computer room, and when I put it in... It said this light bulb will last for seven years. So, of course, I wrote down the day I installed it. Yeah, I always forget to do that. It is now on its eighth year. That light bulb has been working for eight years Mm -hmm. in that socket. All the the five-year lights I seem to have die in a year. But I'd never wrote the date down, so I don't remember. (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. I've got little, uh, you know, the nightlight ones? Yeah. LED ones. That again said that they would go from eight to ten years, and I bought those back in like two thousand and eight. Yep, and they are still going. Yep, and I've got them down the a couple down the basement, one up in the kitchen, and then one in the stairways as you're coming on down, and they automatically come on once it starts getting dark. Sure, and they've been going since two thousand and eight. Yep, and and a lot of that depends on how. You use them. So, for example, if you're turning a light on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off all day long, they'll die a little sooner. Yeah. Um, in my case, I'm in the computer room, I don't know, 20 hours a day. <laughs> so, you know, I, I turn it on when I go in in the morning. I turn mm-hmm. it off when I go to lunch or whatever and dinner, and, you know. But it's on pretty significantly uh, uh, during the day. But these Jack on Lux uh, rechargeable battery, uh, rechargeable emergency LED bulbs um, seem to work pretty nicely. Um, I, I played with them, and and, uh, and I think they'll be okay. So um, it's a little late to get them for this particular storm. Uh, there's always the next one. There's mm-hmm. always, order them and, now, so you'll have them for the next one. And it'll happen here in Rochester. Oh, in Rochester, it will happen. So we've I've, been getting a number of uh, you know, even last year, there was a number of wind storms last year. You know, and uh, tree limbs coming down and everything else. It just seems to be the trend yep. that we're getting stronger winds coming down out yeah. of the, you know, the yeah. valley. 
We, I have, I have, and, and I'm going to jinx myself by saying this, but in the 40 years we've lived in my house, we've only actually lost power once or twice. Uh, well, three times maybe total. Um, but what, during the big ice storm a couple of decades ago, we had all the power went out in the neighborhood except our house. Our power lines were in the pond, but yeah. they were still live. I called RG&E and told them that. They said, no, you don't have power. I said, no, honest, I have power. You don't. Nobody in your neighborhood has power. I'm looking at a working light bulb, ma'am. Yep. I have power. Well, anyway, um, when they finally came to fix things, they yelled at me because there was a live power line in my pond. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're done for another week. I want to thank Dave Enright. I want to thank Steve Ray. I want to thank I'm Nick Francesco. I want to thank everybody who called in. Um, I want to thank whoever wrote that cool little plug-in for uh, OBS. Um, uh, We want to thank everybody who called in. We want to thank those of you who were kind and generous enough to donate on this um, uh, National Radio Day, uh, Public Radio Day. Um, And we will be back next week with a whole lot more of the longest-running computer show in the known universe, Sound Bites, right here on member-supported Jazz 90.1. We will see you in 166 hours. Be good to one another, will you?